So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. <laughs> we are so glad you have joined us and we count this a special, special honor to minister to you. And as we say so many times when we're in churches, we're here to wash your feet with the Word of God. Let's do it. And we're just going to serve you today a banquet table off the pages of this timeless, eternal, miraculous book full of the mind of God and what he thinks about everything in your life that'll help you be successful, flourish, and overcome everything in your life that that could possibly come around. We were saying this on one of the other programs, you know, too, that all the answers are in this book. Oh, absolutely. All the answers. You've preached it 53 years around the world, and uh, we've seen God do great and mighty things, and we've seen God rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Cause the Word of God to take root in the hearts and minds of people from north to south, east to west, all over this planet. Isn't that wonderful, darling? Absolutely wonderful. You know, the Word works. And, and yes. That's I just a big wish, deal. I wish the Christian world knew that. <laughs> yes. That the Word oh my goodness. Worked. If it didn't work, the I wouldn't relig- mess with religion it. Religion doesn't work. I've been doing this for 53 years, and then yeah. two more years before that, yeah. as youth leader, ministering to people. And uh, if it didn't work, I wouldn't. I'd go do something else. Yeah, Why? Why would you stick with something that doesn't work? But this works. Thank God the word works. Yes, it does. And it, it just is, it's absolutely astounding to me, Terry, um, that I, in my life, you the same growing up in a church where you're around Christian people, godly people, Holy Ghost, Pentecostal people, and yet um, they missed the message of uh, personal acts of faith, where mm-hmm. you believe God by faith to do something. Yeah. And yet everybody uh, spent a lot of time in prayer. I was raised around probably some of the greatest prayers on the planet. Sure, sure. And yet everybody had a concept of praying through. Mm-hmm. It was almost like you were trying to talk God into doing mm-hmm. something for you, mm-hmm. you know. And we didn't understand back then. I don't think any Pentecostal people did, just like any of the Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, anybody, that God was not part of the problem. No. That we were going to have to talk God into, beg God, uh, try to get heaven's attention uh, by um, prayer or by fasting or by uh, going to church all the time or whatever we had to do to get God to respond well, I to think us. They had the, I, I think they had the, the concept right. of the woman with the unjust judge. Just keep, exactly. Keep hassling him and bugging him and bugging yeah. him and bugging him until finally... He gives in. He finally because gives they in. used to talk about when we were kids. They talked yes. about just bombard the gates of heaven. That's right. Just That's bombard right. the gates of heaven. Yeah, and it, and it's like we learned from Brother Hagen and Brother Copeland. You had the you were at the wrong gates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to be at Hell's gates, taking authority and bombarding them. But I went. You know, you and I were raised in around. Responds to his word and responds to faith. That's right. 
and yet we miss the obvious, which is so much like human nature. And we ended up, uh, a lot of times, we didn't know if it was God or the devil. Trying to, God was trying to test us or the devil was trying to kill us, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. We didn't know and we didn't understand that. And so even after going through, working my way through three years of Bible college <laughs> and, at, you know, 15-hour semesters, working 40 hours a week for grocery stores and, you know, different stores at the mall, um, all these different, I even cleaned house for a lady one year, you know, all year long, every, every, day, every afternoon, Monday through Friday. And uh, I, I may travel for the school on the weekends. I was as close to God as I could, thought I could get, totally right. immersed in the things of the kingdom of God, and yet still and did not didn't know how to believe God for a loaf of bread. Well, we were talking about on one of the programs last month. We said you can live right in the middle yes. of what God's doing or right yes. in the middle of what heaven's doing and miss it. And miss it. And I didn't know how to believe God for a loaf of bread. Even going to the, a great, wonderful, godly sacred atmosphere around Christians. That was a mission school. You know, they pumped out missionaries to the foreign missions around yeah. the world. And yet it was always a begging, a pleading, a long fundraising effort, you know, to get to get anything done for, for people back then. And it just was amazing to me how that when I finally heard a faith message, mm -hmm. they they use the phrase out of Romans 10 to describe this. Well, the word says, always go, if somebody gives you a bad report, train yourself to think, but what does the word mm -hmm. say? Mm -hmm. What does the word say? I and always love listening to Billy Graham preach because yes. his, his big phrase he used for all those, all those decades years. around the world, he said, the Bible says. Yes. The Bible says. That's, well, whatever the Bible, you know, I've always said that my very favorite <laughs> song in the world is Jesus loves me, right. this I know, for the Bible, the Bible tells, tells me so. Me so. That's, how, that's how I know. That's the foundation of it all, is that the Word of God, mm -hmm. the Word of God, yeah. is what gives us foundation, what we base our faith on, what your series right. on faith anchor is on the Word of God. It's not on an opinion. It's not on because uh, just ba based on what, uh, you know, a, a board said. Or what sure. an organization said, sure. but it's because God said it. Well, you know, we're we've been talking oh last week, and and we're going to do it again today, and probably the next several weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're calling my legacy series, some old old yes. sermons, <laughs> like uh, old old God <laughs> that I have taught are literally around the world around the for world. decades. Yes, you have. And has changed people's lives. That's right, and has created miracles and caused miracles and caused. My goodness, wonderful things to happen because because those people back in that day and we back in that day, right. we did not know what I want to talk about today. We did not know that where the word of a king is, there's power. Oh, my goodness. And, what a uh, wonderful verse. And so and it's true. And, that's, and, that, and we're putting that in my legacy series. It'll be ready probably next month. Right. And we're putting uh, Salvations of the Lord, which yes. is one of those great old sermons <laughs> God gave me. Uh, last week we talked about um, Jesus. Um, uh, uh, how to live stable. In unstable, unstable times, times, how to raise stable kids when nobody else is, how to keep yes. your head when everybody's losing theirs. There's things you can do where you That's right. are not just mere men living in the barely elements of this world That's like right. everybody else. We live a cut above because we're, we're, we can live stable even though the times are unstable. Right. And uh, we, can, we can just do things that the, the world can't do. 
because of the Word of God. That's right. And if we're just going to do what the world does, then, then we're no different than anybody else. And it's, it's hit, hit and miss. Sometimes That's you right. make it, sometimes you we're don't. We're no different. But the Word works. <laughs> It does work. So we did. We're doing salvation of the Lord is of the Lord. We're right. doing uh, uh, today. The word of a king is with power. That's right. And last like week, we, last week we did uh, how to live stable in unstable times. Right. And then there's a fourth one. What's the fourth one that we put in our legacy series? Anyway, it'll be ready next month. That's You'll right. be able to get it, and get a hold of it. And so we're going to be talking about it for the next several weeks on on the podcast and or the broadcast, the program. And I remember. <laughs> I think the first time God gave me this, and I preach where the word of a king is, there is power. I was, uh, it was January, well, 1976. My goodness. And I was 26 years old, just about to turn 27. And uh, I was in Mexico, and, and uh, my dear mentor, yes. Wayne Myers, uh, who's still preaching today, you know, 99 years old, and a uh, wonderful man of God, and I've known him since I was 18. And uh, he's just been a father in the faith and a spiritual giant to me and a mentor. And, and uh, he would ask me from time to time to go places or send right. me places, maybe I right. should say. More he was like a general. Yeah. I was a private. And go there and preach. <laughs> and, and he told me one day, he said, Terry, he said, I'd like you to go to Tepiapulco, which is a town right. in the state of Hidalgo, mm-hmm. which is north of Mexico City. And it, it's up past the pyramids, up where they built the pyramid. Now, there's other pyramids down close to uh, in the Yucatan Peninsula, close to Con. Cancun, but these are the Pyramid of the Sun and the Moon mm. there up north of Mexico City, uh, up around Pachuca and all in there. And uh, but there's a little town called Tepiapulco in the state of Hidalgo. And uh, and so he said, he said, I want you to go to Tepiapulco, and he said, I want you to preach for this pastor. His name is Josué Noguera, and he said, I want you to preach for Pastor Josué for two weeks. And he said they're having some problems and they need a breakthrough. And he said oh. sometimes you just need to. Stay two weeks before yeah. <laughs> before things happen. That's and he right. Said sometimes That's it right. takes three or four or five days, and when you know exactly. to get to, to break through, it sure does. To where you can start having miracles, and once you have the miracles, once the Holy Ghost feels right. comfortable to fall, right, uh, then you can you can make some changes in the church and in in the people. And he said, "I want you to go do that." I said, "Yes, sir, absolutely." And so uh, he actually drove me up there himself, or we drove oh together. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Got there on a Sunday afternoon. We didn't go for Sunday morning service. We got there for Sunday afternoon, and then he was going to leave after service and go back to Mexico City, mm-hmm. and then I was going to stay two weeks. Right. And so um, Sunday night, we went in. Sunday afternoon, we got there, and Sunday night, we went into church. And, and I got up and preached this marvelous, wonderful, godly, Holy Ghost Bible message on where the word of a king is, there is power. Out of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter what chapter seven verse four, and uh, is that right? I know it's in Ecclesiastes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but seven four is is uh, I preach that a lot too. Uh, this is eight four Ecclesiastes eight four. Eight four. Yeah, seven four says in the day of prosperity rejoice and rejoice in the day right. of adversity consider consider. But Proverbs or Ecclesiastes uh, eight. eight four says where the word of a king is. There is, is power, power, and who may say to him, yes. what doest thou? In other words, <laughs> nobody's going to say to the king, hey, king, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, really. It's, they're just going to obey his word. And so I took that scripture, and then my other scripture that I took that night, I mean, I gave him a lot of scripture, but the two I based the sermon on uh, was Job twenty two twenty eight, And Job twenty two twenty eight says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, 
and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. Wow. And so I stood up, and, and I tell you, the church was just so weird that night, Renee. Uh, you've heard me tell this story before. Right. But I went in there, and they just were, this was a Pentecostal church with 400 mm-hmm. people in it. And so it should have been popping and jumping and jiving and <laughs> hallelujah and praise yeah. the Lord. And I tell you, they acted like they were at a funeral. They just, their body language, they just sit there with their heads down, their oh hands my. down. I can and, imagine. Uh, and, and, and I preached, and uh, they just sit there. I mean, nobody said amen. Nobody said praise the Lord. Nobody said hallelujah. Wow. Nobody even said hallelujah. I mean, a sweet <laughs> little hallelujah. I mean, nothing. They were miserable. And I could tell they were miserable. Yeah. I didn't know why they were miserable, but I just right. could tell, hey, these folks are miserable. Yeah. And they act like they lost their best friend. And so I preached this wonderful message on where the word of a king is. There's power. And and I proved to them from the word of God that they're kings right. and priests right. unto God. And I took all those scriptures. I told them, I said, now there's only in the Old Testament, there's only three offices that were ever anointed. Right. Uh, where they, where the, where the prophet of God, the man of God, took the horn, right, filled it with oil representing the Holy Spirit, yeah. and then poured it over somebody's head and anointed them from heaven to do what they were going to do. And there's only three offices ever ever anointed in the Old Testament, and it was the office of the prophet, the office of the priest, and the office of the king. And when you said horn, there full of oil, mm-hmm. um, you you comment this on and when we're in churches preaching. That that's like a ram's horn. Yeah, big old horn big from an animal. Horn yeah. from an animal. Hollowed out. It's all hollow. hollowed out and filled with oil. Not a little tiny bottle like we have today, mm. where you get a dot on your forehead or. Oh yeah, you, you know, know, we take that little bitty bottle and we, we <laughs> kind of make a little cross on people's head or a little you know, dot. No, no, they poured it. Poured they it. They poured like the Psalm oil. One thirty-three. And it went over their head and down their beard and on their clothes and. Down on the floor. Yes, I mean, like you know, Psalm 133. God, the Lord said, like the oil that dripped off of Aaron's, off Aaron's beard. Aaron's beard and his garments. Yes. It went all the way down. And I and I think, and You Jerry, know, today people walking in church with their silk clothes on, they wouldn't want anybody yeah, to no, you no, know, no. On, their, on their silk clothes. But it sure puts, um, I think it adds a tremendous layer of, uh, I, I think, real dignity and real priority and wonderful, wonderful validity to anointing somebody with oil oh, when absolutely. it saturates like that, which is what absolutely. we want the spiritual anointing and, to and do. And, you know, the church, <laughs> you know, I love the church, but she gets goofy. <laughs> you know, I don't know how God puts up with it sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure he just shakes his head. Right. And uh, Brother Hagen used to say, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire, no at, fire all. at all. But So he doesn't mind the church getting a little wild, but, but right. you know, you've always got to bring it back to balance. And he uh, always told us, Brother Hagin always told us, he'd stay in the middle of the road. Right. There's a bar ditch on each side. There's a ditch on There's each side. There's a level of intelligence and the devil and will put you in either one, doesn't care which one yes. you're in. That's right. He'll even help you get out of this one and give you a shove. You get across oh, the road into the other one. Yeah, I've been but there. But he'd say, you know, he'd say, stay balanced. <coughs> stay balanced. Me. Flee the extremes. That was his phrase. Yeah. Flee the extremes and stay balanced. That's so good. Such wisdom. And it's still really good wisdom <laughs> today is. and good advice today. But anyway, um, uh, I begin to preach that to them and then take scriptures and prove to them that they, in fact, are uh, kings and priests. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, I took them there. And I mean, not a hallelujah, not an amen. They were miserable, right? <laughs> it was a corporate they were opportunity up, they were for so depression, upset. Oh, They were so upset. <laughs> and uh, it says, for if by one man's offense, talking yes. about Adam, right. if Adam, one man, right. messed this up, 
For if by one man's offense death reigned right. by one, then he said, how much more they which receive the abundance of grace, talking about us, they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, one Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. In other words, if one man fouled this thing up, yes. Adam, Jesus came, one man came back and fixed it. Right. And that we're to reign and rule in life. Exactly. As kings. One translation says reign and rule as, as kings. Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, For by 17. one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, by one. Christ Jesus. That's so wonderful. And Thank so, you, Lord, for that promise. Yeah, absolutely. And so I told him, I said, you, you're you all kings. God said you are to rule and That's reign right. in That's life. Right. You're supposed to be reigning over your finances, reigning over your health, yes. reigning over your family, reigning like a king, not like right. a thunderstorm, reigning <laughs> like a king, ruling right. and reigning over everything in right. your life, which goes back to spiritual authority. You know, I've taught spiritual authority yes, around the right. world forever. And um, God's given us dominion and given us spiritual authority. But anyway, so I took them there. And then I took, and I mean not an amen in the house. I mean miserable people, just just upset. And so I took wow. them. To, I took them to Revelation chapter one, verse five and six. It says, "And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and Hallelujah. the first begotten of the dead, and the Prince of the Kings of the earth." Now, now we call him the Prince. We call him the King of Kings, right? And the Lord, the Lord of, Lords. of Lords. Well, who's the King that He's the King of? King of. It, it's, us. Right. it's us. Who, who's the Lord? He's the Lord's of. It's us. us. He's the King of Kings, right? And He's the Lord of Lords. But He's talking right. about He's our boss, right? He's, we're the kings of the earth, and He's, the, he's the boss. Mm-hmm. He's the King of, of Kings, right? And it says, "And He's the Prince of the Kings of the Earth, unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins well, in His own blood." And half now half H A T H that's past tense. Right. It's not gonna. And I told the people that now. I said now you're not going to be a king. Get to be a king when you get to heaven. Right. You're not going to get to heaven and God make you a king and a priest. Right. You already have to be a king and a priest, or you can't go to heaven. Right. God only allows kings and priests to come to heaven, and He hath oh, made right. us. It's past tense. It doesn't say He will make us one day. It says right. He hath H A T H past, past tense, tense already done did. It's over. <laughs> Hath right. made us, past tense, unto God, has made us unto God, kings and priests, and to his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. And then I backed it up by one more script in Revelation, past tense, over and out, already done, Revelation <laughs> 5.10, and hath, H-A-T-H, past tense, hath made, made's past tense, hath made us unto God, kings and priests, and we shall reign with him on the earth. Wow. So he, so I convinced what them. I thought promise. I convinced them. I worked on convincing what them. What a promise. I was only 26 years old, but I was giving it a shot. Uh, that, <laughs> that you're kings, everybody in this house, if you're born again, if you're right. a Christian, if you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you, you have already been made a king and a priest. Now, remember, I said there's only three people, three offices ever anointed in the Old Testament, right. the prophet, the priest, and the king. And I told him, I said, now God still has prophets today. He has, he has the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. He still has the prophet, but not every Christian is a prophet. Even mm-hmm. though every Christian can prophesy, they're not a prophet. And I said, but every Christian is a king, and every Christian is a priest, and you have that anointing to be so. You are right. anointed. I mean, I mean, the Holy Ghost has anointed you exactly. with that oil exactly. to be a king and to be a priest. That's why it's so important for us to understand. And Renee, I've taught this. 
I've taught this in the jungles to natives that didn't wear clothes <laughs> and, right. and took a stick and drew in the mud right? and, and drew a triangle, just a three-pointed triangle. And I, and I wrote at one point, prophet, I mean, excuse me, yeah, prophet. Then I wrote at one point, king. And then I wrote at the third point, priest, prophet, king, priest. And then I wrote in the middle of the triangle, Jesus. Right. Because Jesus is the anointed one. That's he, right. Jesus was the prophet. He was the king, and he was the priest. So when That's he good. came, he That's was good. the anointed one right. in all three of those offices. The only offices that were anointed of God, That's right. he was all three of them. In fact, in fact, uh, 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 Moses prophesied it in Deuteronomy 18, 18, and he said that a great uh, prophet is coming, talking about Jesus. And then Dan, uh, David prophesied in Psalms chapter, what, 10, I think it is. He prophesied that a great priest is coming after mm -hmm. the order of Melchizedek, talking about Jesus. And then wow. Zechariah prophesied my, my, in Zechariah 9, 9, and said, Oh, rejoice greatly, you daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Behold, thy king cometh. Yes. Thy king cometh unto thee, and he is just and having salvation. He's lowly, riding on a donkey and on the colt and the, and the, and the foal of a donkey. And so he said, Mo Moses said, a, a prophet's coming. David said, a priest is coming. Zechariah <laughs> said, a, 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 where am I at? Zechariah. Yeah, Zechariah, that, that a king's coming. Right. And so you've got prophet, you've got king, you've got priest. Jesus was the anointed That's right. one. In fact, we all know if you go through the Bible and go to the Greek and the Hebrew, that, that the word Messiah means the anointed one, yes. and that's that's Hebrew. And then if you want to speak Greek, you can say Christ, and you're talking and you're you're translating from, from Hebrew into into Greek, saying the anointed one. Jesus is Hallelujah. the anointed yes, one. Yes, he is. And so I'd draw that triangle and I'd say it's prophet, priest, king, prophet, priest, king, prophet, priest, king, Jesus in the middle, Jesus is it. And he's made right. you two of those things. Some of you also may be a prophet, but he's made every believer a king and a priest. And so I preach this whole field. <laughs> To these folk. Now, there a wasn't a raised hand. You never had it. There wasn't a, there wasn't a shout. There wasn't a a, nobody ran around the church. There wasn't a hallelujah. There wasn't an amen. Nothing. They were absolutely <laughs> miserable. Yeah, it sounds like corporate depression. <laughs> oh, no joke. No joke. And then I'd keep coming back and saying, and because you're a king, and then Ecclesiastes 8 forces where the, where the word of a king is, there's power. That means your words, the words coming out your mouth, right. are with power. Yes. And Job Hallelujah. says, decree a thing, and it'll be established unto you. That's so right. you as a Christian, as a king and a priest unto God, well. you need to be declaring the word of God, <laughs> and it'll be established. And it still didn't make them happy. Oh, no. Oh, no. They were, they were miserable. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I could tell they were hurting. I didn't know why they were hurting. Right. I could right. just tell they were. Right. And um, so they were just, just sitting there. And I, I said, you know, um, when Jesus saves you, washes you in his blood, I said, he takes you and just dips you, washes you in his blood, yes. raises you up. You're now born again. I mean, in the twinkling of an eye, bam, that fast. That happens in my crusades, my open air crusade. I got 100,000 people out there. And, man, there's murderers and rapists and child oh, wow. molesters and drug dealers and drunks. The and, human cattle call. There's everything <laughs> out there in the in open yeah. air crusade. Everything's out there. That's right. And all of a sudden, when I preach salvation and declare the word of the Lord, the, Paul said, there's the power of God in salvation. That's right. There's the, it's the power of God unto salvation. And so all of a sudden, Jesus shows up 
takes those despicable sinners and dips them in his blood and raises them up in the twinkling of an eye. And all of a sudden, they're not an old sinner anymore. No, that's right. Now they're a king and a priest. He puts a priest's robe about their shoulders. (laughs) He puts a king's crown on their head head. and declares that they're a king and declares that they're a priest. Then he walks them into heaven, into the throne room. God said, said, come boldly into the throne room of God. Anytime you want to come boldly. But we can't come in there by ourselves. We can't come in there as a sinner. No, that's right. As an unrighteous person. So we have only kings and priests can come in his throne room. And so God sitting there on his throne room in heaven, and all of a sudden Jesus walks in with this man or woman uh, that's just gotten born again. And they've got a, God looks at them. They're standing there next to Jesus. Jesus has his arm around them. Father, I want to introduce you to a new king and a priest. That's and so right. God looks at them, and they're wearing the priest's robe. They're wearing the king's crown. And wow. so he says, well, welcome, <laughs> welcome, and you can come in here boldly anytime you want to. Wow. Now, I don't know how that happens, but it does. It does, it that's does, for sure. It does, does, and it does over and over and my, over. And my, so my. I preached all that to those folks. And uh, my, 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 they just were miserable. And so that night after, sir, and, and, oh, and I called folks up for prayer after, after I got through preaching, and I'm used to laying hands on people or praying for people when something happened. Nothing happened that night. Brother Hagin used to say it's like laying empty hands on empty heads and nothing happens. I tell you, they came up for prayer and I laid empty hands, it seemed like, on empty heads. And I mean, nothing happened, nothing happened, (laughs) nothing happened, nothing happened. Wow. And we we all left and went home. And so, and we're about out of time, so I'm going to have to wrap this up and pick it up next week. But to that night at the pastor's house eating dinner, his wife was cooking dinner for us. I said, Pastor, what's wrong with your church? What's wrong with your people? (laughs) <laughs> Something's drastically, horribly, terribly wrong. Haven't had to ask that too and, many places. And, no. And he said, well, Brother Terry, I apologize. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, I should have canceled the meeting. He said, this is no time to be having a meeting. Things are terrible, and we shouldn't even be having a meeting. And I, I wouldn't even have you except Brother Wayne Myers called me and says, have this young man preach. And I said, well, that's why I'm here, because Wayne Myers told me to come <laughs> preach for you. And, uh, and so we're both doing what the man of God told us to do. Right. And uh, he, I said, what's wrong? Well, what's, what's the matter? And he said, well, he said, this town, Tepepulco, and the next town over, Ciudad Sagoon, he said, we're like Detroit in America. So we build automobiles and railway yeah. cars. And so we make big money. We've got, we're an industrial complex and we make big money here. And he said, the plant, the, the Dina plant is, is, is closing Wednesday morning at nine o'clock this week. And said, it's gonna affect the economy. It's gonna be so bad. Uh, and everybody's just upset. Even the president of Mexico has come up and made speeches and says, it's going to be, be wow. really bad, but the government will try to help you. He said, that's what's wrong with everybody. And so we're out of time. I'll have to pick this up next week, but but uh, it gets better. It does get better. And that's such a great story. And we hope you're with us next time when you'll finish that and I'll talk about that. And yes. I want to tell several miracles that happened because of it. Oh, there, it was just an outstanding story. And it proves again that nay amid all these things, we are more than, more than conquerors. conquerors. We love you. We pray for you. We're so grateful for your hunger for the Lord. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Terry's stories about being ended up here in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. 